Hi folks, welcome to Jetcetra. It's the Winnipeg Free Press podcast where we talk about the Jets, talk about other sports, and etc. That could be anything. You just never know what that might be. I'm uh, your host, sports editor Steve Lines. I'm here with our sports columnist Mike McIntyre as usual, but we're in a very unique spot to do our podcast today, Mike. We're in the kind of the memorial garden slash ice house slash wedding chapel <laughs> in the woods here at Pine Ridge Golf Course. Yeah, very unusual setting uh, for for Jetcetra, but we've taken the show on the road here. Because Why are you here, folks? That's well, what they're saying. We're on tour, Steve. We're, we are. We, we don't write for a living anymore. <laughs> we, uh, we play golf. Don't tell the boss that. Yeah. Hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> we are professional golfers at least the last two days. Yes, we played golf. Um, so today's Wednesday, August the something. What's the date today? Help me with this. Uh, the 25th of the 25th August. 25th of August. You're going to be hearing this. We're releasing this on the 26th. Correct. So on Wednesday the 25th, we played in the um, IBAM. Is that, is that yeah. IBAM? Yeah. It's Insurance uh, Brokers, Insurance Brokers Association, Association Manitoba, Manitoba Charity Golf, Golf Tournament. Cur- best ball. It was at uh, Pine Ridge and Elmhurst. We played at Pine Ridge. Uh, Mike and I played with uh, a couple other fellows. Uh, one that works for us, Mark Roland in advertising, and uh, can't remember Randy's last name. Nor can I. I'm terrible with names. Me too. Hell We're, of a golfer, though. Very consistent. It's good we got his name, Randy, though. Yeah. Yeah, very nice fellow. And then um, uh, part of the term was also over at Elmhurst. We don't know what's going on over there. And then yesterday, we played in the um, some tournament at Bridges. It's the Voke Sportswear Golf Tournament at Bridges, a Voke, V-O-A-K, sportswear company but it was uh, there's a jets tie-in actually to it it was blake wheeler was kind of the celebrity partner if you will and it was for cancer care manitoba right. uh so blake wheeler mark shifley was out there there's some other nhl guys as well so we'll chat a little bit about that tournament in the jets section we'll chat a little bit about a story mike did for our newspaper last week about josh morrissey jets defenseman josh morrissey lost his father to brain cancer recently We'll talk a little bit about the CFL, the Bombers uh, coming back down to earth and a loss to the Argos last Saturday afternoon. We'll also uh, chat a little bit about a column Mike's going to have in our paper on Thursday about the CFL needing to get off the pot and uh, have some mandatory vaccines for his players. Uh, we'll talk a little about the Blue Jays. While we were on the course yesterday, Charlie Watts died, drummer of the Rolling Stones, and and uh, we'll, we'll, as, as usual, we'll talk about our vacation plans, right. Mike, because we just do that. Okay. <laughs> On to the first period. Kind of a, we should have like a sound of a of a golf swing. A, or a horn. <laughs> like a horn goes off when yeah. you're ready to... <laughs> Shotgun start, is that, yeah. Is, is that what a golf swing sounds like? <laughs> I think so. Do that again? <laughs> 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 All right. That's a nice sounding golf yeah. swing. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Mike, we were, yeah, we, so we played at a, uh, golf tournament at Bridges yesterday, uh, out in Starbuck there, uh, with the great club pro Larry Robinson, not the one who played for the Montreal Canadiens no. or coached the New Jersey Devils or whoever else he coached. I think he coached a few teams. Larry Robinson, formerly of Steinbeck fly-in golf course is now the pro out at Bridges. Uh, Larry's a great guy. Um, how was the game yesterday? Well, we were uh, we had fun, which I think is the number one uh, the number one goal in a best ball tournament. You don't even count this really as golf, Steve. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it's there's elements of golf. You're hitting you're hitting a golf ball, of course, you're, but you're you're playing you're playing. It's a different type of game because it's just you know you're not playing your own ball all the time, and right. you're, 
you're just every shot's kind of like you gamble a lot more than you normally <laughs> would and and uh, it, it's 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 just a different type of sport than any other type it of is. golf game yeah uh but there were some fun events yesterday i mean forget the golf for a second i i really enjoyed the um the putting contest where i think the highlight of my golf round on tuesday steve was sinking a long putt with a hockey stick uh as part of the one of the little Oh yeah, competition right. You did that. Had. Yeah. We also hit marshmallows off tees, which was another yeah, event. Yeah, that's a that's a new thing that they're doing at yeah, all these tournaments. Uh, yeah, you actually hooked your marshmallow. My into marshmallow the weed. stuck to my driver and then went over my shoulder backwards. Yeah, that's right. You you actually had negative yardage, I think, on your marshmallow. Yeah, I should have got extra points for you that. You should have. Yeah, because uh, I, I think the long one was maybe thirty yards down the fairway, and you probably Big hit yours negative negative one or exactly. negative two yards. Uh, we also chipped balls into a toilet, which perhaps sort of sums up the way we played. That's when my game went to shits. It did. <laughs> can we say that? Yeah, we can say that. The podcast, we can say uh, that. But, but we somebody, had fun. Somebody yesterday in the course told me I had a potty mouth. I swore a lot. So there you go. I just yeah. swore again. Well, um, but uh, we, we also heard, just scuttlebutt on the course, Blake Wheeler uh, was playing in the event. It's sort of in his name. And he, so they had these, these par three holes, folks, uh, where you could win prize money. I think one of them was like ninety nine thousand dollars. I'm not sure why it was ninety nine. I don't know either, but it was an impossible hole in one for ninety nine thousand. Uh, but then there was another one where I think it was fifteen thousand dollars, and apparently yeah. Blake Wheeler had the closest uh, to the pin. They told us he was about a foot and a half away. Just what Blake Wheeler needs is another fifteen. Hey, he probably makes that like per shift, right? <laughs> I don't know. We should uh, maybe we could, we could calculate. <laughs> we could that break out. it down. We could. Um, uh, but there was a there was a heavy Jets presence. A lot of the Jets uh, trainers and and different staff were there. Mark Shifley, although why didn't Scott see Mark Brown Shifley? was there? We saw Scott, Scott Brown, Brown, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Scott Brown, faithful listener Scotty. of this podcast. Uh, and uh, Eric Fair, Manitoban, of course. Uh, now, no, okay, no so longer. So most importantly, we got to hit Blake Wheeler's balls. Yeah, you weren't a huge. So if you haven't seen, like Blake Wheeler's got this logo. It's it's a wheel, I guess, a, a winged kind of thing. He wears it on his hat. But they gave out golf balls, and you weren't a big fan of the Blake Wheeler oh, ball. Oh, I was, I was I was kind of kidding. I, I, it was one of the it, you couldn't lose that I couldn't ball. Lose that, which was good, I guess. But like he it, hit it into the sprayed into the trees a couple times, and then it just kept, kept surfacing, kept reappearing. Finally, I threw it into the woods, folks. He, had, he really did, folks. Like he, he just. I had pitched. enough of Blake. He said, "I've had ball. enough of this ball." Yeah, and uh, and he pitched <laughs> it into the woods. I hope we're just we're just having fun here. Right we now. are. No, no. Uh, hope Blake doesn't take it personally. Um, but you know, it was a good cause. And th- these best ball tournaments, Steve, which there's a lot of them happening now. Like last summer in Manitoba, there really weren't the golf tournaments are kind of a big thing in around here, right? I think there are there are everywhere, yeah. Cherry yeah. golf tournaments, yeah. Uh but last year of course with the pandemic and everybody was still kind of feeling their way through it, I think a lot of them just dried up for the year. So they're kind of back now. Um and it's good to see. I mean they're still a little different, right? There's no like there's no dinner at the end of it. Uh, normally at these things you'd now go into the the, the clubhouse yeah, or the, I played a couple weeks ago with the boss and we had a tournament here for a uh, man I, my brain is uh, Terra House is that what it's called yes yeah Terra Center and we did have a dinner afterwards yeah, oh there but, was yeah there okay. was yeah but yesterday we got food to go and uh, today I guess we're getting today food there's to go a as food, well. truck, food truck so we have yeah. vouchers and you kind of grab it on your way out um, you know we were we were talking Steve about uh, our score I think we ended up yesterday eight over for our, our team uh, which in a best ball is not 
terrific. But we were saying, like, do people even keep score in these things? And certainly there's some people that play them very competitively. They used to more so because it used to be that actually the low score won a, like, everybody got TVs and stuff right. like this. There were right? big you know prizes, I mean? for was, sure. Yeah. And there was a lot of... Uh, cheating? Quest. Let's call it that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's say gently there was cheating. And um, and so then they changed it a few years back where it was just like everybody handed in your cards. Yeah. And then they just did a draw. Random and, draws. And, and, and that's way better. I don't... I don't it's, it's like people would bring ringers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's not... I don't know, get why it's so serious. Just come out and hit the ball and see how you do and whatever, right? I mean, yeah, and they used to, I, I, I remember care. playing them years ago where they'd uh, use your handicap and then that would, you'd get a certain amount of strokes in this one. The ones we just did the last two days, they don't care what your handicap is. and Because I don't think they're really My keeping, handicap is my golf swing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, me as well. Uh, but I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there, there's no winners and losers. Like you said, there's random draws, there's prizes and stuff along the way. Uh, and we had a much better showing today, though, Steve. We were, I have to tell the folks about our finish today. We're, because we're just coming off the course here as we record this and we're still kind of buzzing. We went, <laughs> we went six you under are, par. Mark. Yeah, you're excited about it. Six yeah. under par <laughs> on our last six holes today, which included an eagle. An eagle, yeah. A hell of a shot by you to set up the eagle. Nice drive. Your yep. drive. And then Mark Rowland made a heck of a second shot. Great second onto the shot. Green, yep. And then let the record show I sunk the eagle putt. There you go. It might have been, it was makeable by others. <laughs> it's like about five foot. It yeah. was. It was a tap in. Um, and, and then we had a chip in birdie as well. And then we Mark Rowland sunk another really long birdie putt. Yeah. Um, so we, and we then, were. Uh, hang on. And then the last hole, I sank a 55 footer for a birdie. Did. Yeah. And so you. It's funny, Steve says 55-footer. He knows that because he literally went back and measured it. Well. I think you, you weren't getting enough credit for it because didn't Mark say about- He said 35. 35, like, and you're like, no, that's way longer. How did you measure it, by the way? With uh, just well, paces? Yeah, paces. So there was it was 17 and a half paces or whatever, okay. right? Okay, so, I mean? so three, three feet of pace yeah, kind of the, thing. Oh, 18, no, it was 18 paces, so 54, 54 feet, okay. maybe 54 feet. Yeah. I don't know. It was a great putt. And it was a birdie. Footer, yeah. And I had just said right before the putt, last hole, maybe we got one more magical putt in us. And then Steve drains this 54-footer. So we actually finished two under today because, unfortunately, we were four over through the first 12. We just kind of weren't all in sync at the same time. Uh, but then, man, we got it going on the last six. Um, and uh, I discovered that I have a knack for something called knackers, which are this game that we played where you're throwing like it's like a rope with – uh, two, two balls. golf balls on the end, and I I knacked it around the this this sort of um, what is what would you call that sort of a ladder right? It, it, I, folks, I, you have to it, see it. It's to impossible understand. to describe this on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for anybody who's old <laughs> enough, maybe though, that might remember there used to be this kind of game thing. They were called knackers, and it was like a string with two porcelain balls at the other, and you banged them around in your yeah. hand. Anyways, you. You had to throw these in So I threw in the knackers with, with the precision and accuracy and may have discovered a new calling in, in life. It certainly is not golf, that's for sure. All right, folks, we're on to the second period of our Jet Cetra podcast. Uh, Mike, I mentioned in the beginning that you had a story last week about uh, Josh Morrissey. Uh, it was told to you. He chatted with you last week about the death of his father and, uh, you know... Um, uh, our condolences certainly go out to, to Josh uh, uh, about the death of his dad, uh, who died of uh, brain cancer. Um, 
And I, I think what's interesting about it, and I think that you're going to write a column about this going ahead, is yeah. that is that like Josh didn't have. I, I guess people say Josh didn't have the best season of his career last year. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I guess I, I don't watch closely enough. I always thought he played pretty well, and he still was on the ice for a lot of the time, so he must have been playing well. Otherwise, the coach wouldn't put you on there. Right. But the expectations for him are high. He was a first-round draft pick. He has ascended to the, you know, the number one defenseman on the team um, since the departure of Bufflin and Truba, and et cetera, et cetera. And um, anyways, um, he obviously played the entire year <laughs> with a, uh, a heavy heart. His dad was uh, dealing with this issue, and he couldn't see his dad because of COVID restrictions and et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'll, I'll let you tell the story more, Mike. Uh, I mean, you did a, you chatted with the dad about a story you did about Josh yeah. a while back. I first met Tom Morrissey almost two years ago when I did a, a feature that ran in late 2019. It was right after Josh had signed the uh, the big contract extension. I thought I heard a wolf there, Mike. I, I did. I think it was somebody celebrating something on the Is that golf what it was? Course. I think so. It was a bit of a shriek. Uh, and a, a eureka! People get overly excited when they sink putts, or uh, they do. Now I I let out a couple uh, loud cheers today, uh, especially with your last putt there on right. on on the last hole. Um, yeah, so I met Tom Morrissey, and you know I, I I had gotten to know Josh a bit just on the jet speed, and I found Dad. You know the apple didn't fall fall far from the tree. That that Josh Morrissey was a very you know well spoken, polite, uh, humble young athlete the dad is very much the same uh and and tom morrissey played a big role as i would assume most parents of nhl players did in terms of getting josh to that stage he he told me how josh when he was five in a years good old, way this time right yeah exactly he told me how when josh was five he said dad i'm gonna make the nhl one day and and all these years later of course josh did tom morrissey coached his son for about a decade which i could certainly relate to i coached my son he never made the nhl but tom and i talked about just being a hockey dad and obviously very different roles uh and I you know got a sense of the strong bond there Tom Morrissey would actually travel to Winnipeg a lot to watch Josh play and he also would come on different Jets road trips I'd see him on the road sometimes just taking in games so this year you know going back to last September a year ago that's when the diagnosis for Tom Morrissey came a real shock of course uh and you know, Josh Morrissey said for his offseason last year, after the Jets got knocked out of the bubble, COVID cases were alarmingly high, as they still kind of are in Alberta. And Josh Morrissey didn't want to risk getting his dad sick because he was undergoing chemo and radiation. So rather than go skate with other NHL players like he would in a normal offseason and train at a gym, Josh Morrissey bought a bunch of equipment. He was working out by himself in his garage and really this this vision this uh, that he presented of uh, going to this barn in Calgary uh, that a buddy owned and they put in an ice plant and he would go skate by himself for a couple hours a day on this tiny sheet of ice just so he didn't be around other people and and so he could you know said I wanted to do what I could to keep my dad safe as the season went on dad couldn't attend any of the games because there were no fans of course attending so his dad could only watch on TV and Josh couldn't meet up with him after games it was tough for sure and, you know, the, the battle with cancer, obviously, it wasn't going well and ultimately led to his death earlier this month. Um, so Josh Morrissey won't use it as an excuse to say that it affected his play, but how could it not? Um, 
you know, playing at a high level like that, it, it had to be weighing on him. And I think it just shows, and it's not just Josh Morrissey, we see it with athletes all the time. I think we see it with everybody, Mike. It's not just, but I know what you're going to get at here is that the fact that people are quick to um, point out what you're doing wrong. Right quick to judge and you know there's that saying right like everybody's fighting their own battle and you usually you often don't know what people like, are going through what do you think it is like you know I hope, i'm starting to get a little serious here folks but it it, it it sometimes it gets under my craw that people feel that they can just say anything on social media right. or in an email i got an email the other day from a guy it went to my boss as well and the email said you know how is lion still even working at your place it's like he has Alzheimer's, like literally. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, to that degree, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I, and what if I did? Right. Like, what if I did? Yeah. Okay, like, you know, like, and, and it was so, like, vitriolic. And mm -hmm. so, like, I don't, it, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, it's like, I get lots of nice emails, too, or whatever. But yeah. the, the, those, there's one negative. It just negative, takes one to kind of ruin really the day, does. right. It just, it just wrecks your day. Like, what is it, what is it that you think that you have the right on social media or in an email yeah. is to just say the crap that comes out of that, you know? And, For and, sure. And so people like, oh, Morrissey sucks. He's terrible. He's terrible, or, right. He's terrible. These are we people... should have lost him to Seattle. He's terrible. Yeah. We should leave him on a... On, like, how ridiculous is that? It is. And again, like, uh, come on. people forget. I guess I'm that... doing the same thing now. I'm lashing out at them. Is that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's just in society these days everybody wants to have an immediate reaction to everything and anything and they're outraged they're they outraged. are people want to be angry and uh like a lot of times people take out their frustration about whatever might be happening in their own lives and they yeah. they figure that these whether it's an athlete or a celebrity or whatever that they 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 can take it but you know when you hear a personal story like this and i think back even like to it's like the guy honking at me because I'm I'm on, I'm riding my bike on the road. Right. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like to use another, and we've seen it in this market. I get that Jets fans are passionate, but you know, I look back to even earlier this year, people were were raking Blake Wheeler over the coals, like it and it was getting ugly. Some of the stuff out there, Blake Wheeler was playing with broke with crack ribs. Well, and the Shifley thing, look at what what happened when he hit uh, the the kid from uh, Montreal. Like, it, oh. uh, listen, it was a dumb play. Right. But I mean, like, it's not like going after his family. No, and, and even him personally, I don't I, I think he, he made a mistake. He made a mistake. Yeah. But oh, my God, like, you know, uh, me, too, like probably several today already. Right. You know what right. I mean? And um, and 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 I don't know how much it would affected other people it affected our score at times <laughs> or whatever. But I mean, it's just like, you know, settle down, man. Yeah. Like, little little humility can go a long way and a little kindness can go a long way. And we could certainly use, uh, I think, a bit more of that in society in general. It goes just beyond much beyond sports into life in general. And a good reminder for sure, again, that people are fighting battles. Uh, and a lot of those battles have been exacerbated through the pandemic yep. you know, and what people are going through, whether whether it's sickness or financial issues or mental health death or death for sure. Lots of people have actually lost people to death. We forget that. Right. It's just L lots of people have died. Right. Like behind those statistics, the whatever thousand plus deaths in Manitoba, yep. there are a lot of stories that we just forget. And uh, it's too bad. Uh, and, it, you know, you hope that people could could keep that in mind before they just lash out at others all right folks we're back for the third period of our jet setter podcast 
Okay, so we're supposed to be nice now? <laughs> the Bombers <laughs> really sucked on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, a weird football game. <laughs> they sucked. I'm, I'm being nice, right. though. You know, they sucked, I'm but nice they were still but in the game life, right it's to not the... life-threatening, no, though. It's, it's not a... like, oh, my God, the Bombers sucked, and I'm going to slip my wrist. Right. You know, like, Trade everybody, fire uh, everybody. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah Zach Kolaris is terrible. <laughs> like, you know, and at first he lost his first game as a starting quarterback. But having said that, weird game. So late in the game, uh, the Bombers were actually still in the game, and Toronto was leading the first downs, twenty-three to four. Yeah. I'd never seen that. I know. In my life, Mike, I've watched a lot of Canadian football, and um, I'd never seen a worst field goal kick attempt mm. in my entire life. And and there were other very questionable things during the telecast, not to mention the telecast. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it could uh, use some work. Yeah, for in, sure. interesting, interesting game. Um, uh, despite how poorly the offense played, the defense forced n- numerous turnovers and made numerous big plays to keep them in the game. And so, um, not about to write off the Bombers yet. They're two and one, and they play this weekend against Calgary. Um, which suddenly is a pretty big game, Steve, only because they now have Saskatchewan up for two in a row after Calgary, right? Like, if the Bombers, if they were to lose against the Stampeders and then they have to face 3-0 and Saskatchewan yep. on a two-game losing, like, suddenly the 14-game season, there's some urgency there. It's so, a short season. I, I So uh, one thing I wrote about in my playbook this week, I think that there's two things that the Bombers need to do. Now, I don't know what's going on with Andrew Harris. He hasn't played yet. Right. Apparently has a calf injury. Sounds like he really amped up his practice towards the end of last week. So, okay. So a- Andrew Harris is an anomaly. Um, he's a great Canadian running back that helps the Bombers dress a Canadian at that right. spot. But Brady Oliveira... Might someday be a great Canadian runback, but he's not no. presently. And so this is a short season. And in my opinion, they should be looking at having an American uh, running back play. They got one on the practice roster. They do. I don't know not much sure. about him. Right. But I'm presuming that because he's here, he can play. But you saw what the Argos did. They inserted another import running back into their game last week, and they really, they really made the difference in the game in they a did. big way. And I just think that it's become vogue to try to have a Canadian running back, and that's great. John Cornish was a great Canadian running back, and Andrew Harris is a great Canadian running back, and I'm going to forget other names because I have Alzheimer's. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Zing. Zing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks. And if anybody is out there having that kind of issue, you know, our – God bless you. So, right. um, but and, and but let's play an American there and play a Canadian somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and the other position clearly kicking. is they need to address the kicking game. Ouch! The Bombers are kicking themselves What's in the rear name? end. Tyler Crapinia. Right. Crapini. Crapini. Crappy. Like they. First of all, we now see why they had no faith in him to even attempt field goals really the first couple okay. games right like they were doing everything they could to avoid trying field goals and we were wondering like what's going on and we saw why because they clearly have zero confidence in his ability and with good reason it would appear i mean is there not there's got to be another option out there right you well, can't I don't know just... one thing though is michael shea has kind of reverted to form a little bit here too i mean he he stubbornly insists that everything is fine 
even when it isn't. Right. I mean, Connor Hellebuck can do that because he's a Vesna Trophy winner. I guess Michael Shea can do that because he's a great won cup. Won a great cup, yeah. He's won now, won a great cup. But one of the things, like, please don't say that when it's not true. Everything is not fine. He has not been a good kicker. Right. And you need a good kicker. I mean, they've had a good kicker in Justin Medlock for a number of years. But please don't be so patronizing to say that everything is fine when it's not. You know what's not fine, Steve, is being down an even 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks may not know what I'm talking about. Well, there was a remark during the broadcast yeah. that stuck in your craw. Well, I, apparently everybody heard it. It wasn't just me. I was shocked. <laughs> but there, during the game, the new announcer, the play-by-play guy, I, I can't remember his name. Dustin Nielsen? Nelson? Nielsen? Correct. Said that the Bombers are now down an even 15. And I'm like... What the hell What's does so that even mean? about that? Yeah, you can't even figure that out. You can't it's, be it's, down fourteen and a half. It's even. It's three fives. That's even, right? I don't know. You yeah, know, so. it was a it was a strange comment for sure. A strange game. On um, to another Toronto uh, sports team, the Blue Jays, Mike. Yeah, have, have who, by the way, were playing the same day as the Argonauts. They only had ninety nine hundred people at that Bomber Argonaut game. I and they could have had fifteen thousand. I suppose the fact the Blue Jays were playing just down the street. I guess although at the how, same many, time, how many people they could only there? have fifteen either. 50, Are there not thirty thousand total sports fans in Toronto? You uh, think it's a little concerning yeah, to say the least. They, and the CFL fans. has a lot of issues to deal with right now, including the fact the Elks game just got postponed because they have eleven players. So with you're COVID. writing about that for tomorrow. Um, just back to that or whatever, back to the CFL for a second. So the CFL needs to mandate vaccinations now. Yes. They have a game that's supposed to be played tomorrow or as you're listening to this, folks, today on Thursday. Tonight. Uh, or whenever you're yeah. listening to this. It could be weeks from now that people listen <laughs> to this. Yeah. So there was supposed to be a game between the Elks and the Argos, but it was canceled Alouettes. because. I think. Oh, no, Argos. You're right. Argos. Yeah, Argos. Um, but it's canceled because 11. 11, 11 at last count. Might be more now. Elks. 11 Elks have COVID. <laughs> Is that 11 Elks or 11 Elk? I, I don't know. But there's a beautiful park just north of Edmonton called Elk Island National Park. Yes. But anyways. Um, so, um, and we do know, Steve, by the way, that when the CFL broke training camp a couple of weeks ago, only three out of nine teams had met the 85% vaccination threshold. And I believe the Bombers are one of them. Only three out of nine. The other six. No, and we know that of the six that didn't meet the threshold, one of them was as low, and the threshold is 85. One of them was as low as 67%. I'd like to know whether they're Canadians or Americans. It shouldn't really matter. But the, the, the fact of the matter is is that if you want to play in the Canadian Football League, you should have to be vaccinated. Um, it, it, they're demanding that the fans are vaccinated. Right. They're demanding that all the personnel are vaccinated. They're demanding that the, the, the media are yep. vaccinated. Everybody in the entire stadium is vaccinated. But the guys on the field don't necessarily have to be vaccinated. Right. Except for two stadiums, Edmonton, fittingly, still oh, yeah, has, yeah. Has not, and yeah, they yeah. should. Yeah. And, and Calgary even has it. And right. they're in the same province. And Saskatchewan. And I'm not sure what they're doing in Regina uh, where they are. And they've already had some evidence of, of COVID spreading at a Rough Riders game that they've traced a bunch of cases to. To me... And as I wrote in my piece that's running in Thursday's paper, Randy Ambrosi here has to stop sort of being Mr. Nice Guy and start, you know, laying down the law. And and that would include like the CFL should be saying to Edmonton and Regina, okay, if you're not going to mandate 
fans, then we're going to mandate it as part of our and we should and we're doing it with players too. Right. And if the players association they don't like it, again we're talking about a minority of players. Seventy nine percent of all CFL players we're told are vaccinated, so it should have the support of the majority. It's the twenty one percent that aren't that they need to do something about now otherwise you're going to have more outbreaks like the elks and you know what else could happen there yeah i think uh, how much pressure can we put on people that are not vaccinated can we shame people now? i think we should be i mean should again we? we're we're well past the enough early days already, here right don't you know I mean like I, i'm i'm sick and tired of the yeah. pandemic why should again why should and if you're a cfl player why should the 79 percent who by the way some of those players on edmonton risk not getting paid because of some of these idiots in the twenty one percent is is that if they don't if they can't reschedule this game, the Toronto Argonauts are also not going to get paid. My understanding is that's true as if they are one of the teams below eighty five percent. I read it again oh, last night. Right. Are they? That that's what saves you. It, I don't know because they won't say which right. six and which three. Right. Okay. Um, but they did. They have said that if both teams are under right. eighty-five, they both lose their pay. Right. Right. So that should be incentive, and I would like to think that other football players are pressuring those who aren't to to do it. But at this point, Randy Ambrosia ought to be stepping in and doing something about it. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Setter podcast, which means we're about 10 minutes away from going to that food truck, Mike. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I can my feel my stomach rumbling. My tummy's kind of grumbling yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little hungry, even though we had some snacks there on the course. There were some snacks, a lot of chips. I always, I, I, I haven't been impressed with the food on the course. Uh, it's been a lot of chips. There was a lot of, same with yesterday, although there was Miller's Meat had a, uh, Beef jerky. Beef at a stand, and they had really nice smokies. And he had a smoky, yeah. And then Larry brought us hamburgers and fries. Um, but, yeah, what do we have? The wrap today The wraps was today nice. were good, the yeah. The food was good that we got. But typically at these golf things, golf events, there's a lot of booze. I don't drink. So, um, but typically they have, you know, food stops. Or right. Whatever. But chips, I mean, man. You know, there's this there's there's this old joke. What do what do what do cheap people bring to a, a, a house party? Chips. Chips. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they they had ketchup chips though, which are a big hit. They I did. I did take a an extra bag of ketchup, ketchup chips. chips. Okay, so Mike, uh, this is our last podcast for uh, a couple of weeks, right? So yeah. I'm taking two weeks off. You're taking next week off. Correct. Um, it's the first two week vacation that I've taken since the pandemic. And it's good timing to be taking a two week vacation. I need it. I think We're, I I think I need a two week vacation. Yeah, and I mean, we're in the there's. This there's a lull now in sports. Have you had a two week vacation? I have not. This next week will be my third week of the year. I get six, uh, but it'll be my third sort of separate one week, and then I've got another two week one, two, another two one week vacations coming up later in the year, and then I'm just going to scatter the the remaining five days around whatever. Uh, no, I haven't taken two, and I. Part of that's because I haven't really gone anywhere. Well, there's been nothing. That's been the thing. Is like typically, like in in 2019, I took a two week vacation to go to London and Greece. Right. So I that's took a so... two week vacation to go to um, where else did I go in 2019? Jordan. Um, so, but there's yeah. So there's been nowhere to go. But um, I'm taking two weeks off uh, next week. I'm going. Um, I'm going on a Manitoba vacation. Travel Manitoba. Right. I'm doing something with Travel Manitoba. I'm going to Gimli. I'm going to stay two nights in Gimli, and one of the days I'm going to cycle to Riverton and back. 
Yeah. So 88K. That's going to be... Forecast looks good too. Like not not, bad. not scorching hot, but not freezing cold. And as long as it doesn't rain. And then and then I'm going to go stay two nights at the Lakeview property in um, in uh, Gull Harbor. Yes. And I'm going to cycle down there to Riverton and back. And so it's it's going to be a little cycling thing. It's going to be nice. I'm looking I, forward to it. I have exciting plans for my week off next week, Steve. I'm also going north like you uh, to the dump. Nice. Yeah. Brady Road there? No, actually, we use the one, uh, it's actually just north on Highway There's another 7. Jump? Yeah, it's oh. way closer to, I uh, forget what it's called, it's the GFL or something dump, but it's kind of just out as if you're going to Stony Mountain, but before you hit Stony Mountain. So uh, it's cheaper, it's closer, and uh, so yeah, I'm making a dump run. going to play a little more golf. Uh, I'm actually playing. Playing with the big boss this weekend, Bob Cox, uh, and he plays with a group at Breezy Bend. I think some of them listen to our podcast. They, they like your they, newsletter. They like the newsletter, like yeah, and uh, wanted me to come out and and uh, and play. So uh, you're gonna be entertaining them, I guess. Uh, well, my golf game may be entertaining to them, <laughs> especially if they're good golfers. That they're going to be entertained, all right. Uh, and it won't be a best ball format, which. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be a bit of fish out of so water. So I played three games now here, three yeah. tournaments or whatever. So I feel like I need to go and play a round of golf. Right? Like a, Are you like going to do that? Round. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'll try to find. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hook up for a round. Right. We should go because you, you you haven't played Niaqua in a long time. That's where you used to. That was your they that was your domain. Play. Yeah. Maybe uh, you still know some people there. Yeah. You got to ask, right? I mean, right. You can't just go there. No, you can't. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll probably golf a little bit as well. During during my uh, week off, but some stuff to do around. If anybody the house. from Niagara is listening yeah, to this, though, give us a call. Yeah, feel free to send me an yeah, email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. And then by the time we come back, which I guess will be like sort of almost mid September, yeah. uh, the Bombers will now have the Labor Day. Will be in the rearview mirror and the Banjo Bowl, and we'll be getting into some games. You know, the Bombers will be in the thick of their schedule, and the Winnipeg Jets will be uh, getting training camp when underway. When does training camp open? Training camp starts, I believe, it's the twenty third of September. So we'll be about a week out. The first preseason game is the twenty sixth, and then the season, of course, starts October thirteenth. That'll a, be interesting. That game I was talking to Scott Brown a little bit about yesterday, and uh, you know, it's on a Sunday, right? Sunday night, right? And it'll be the first game that they've had fans, right? Right. I'm curious to see, even though it's a preseason game, it doesn't mean anything in the standings or whatever, but it's the first opportunity that Jets fans will have to get back into the rink. So yes. What do you think? Sellout? I don't know, Steve. I mean, the Jets, you look around, they are heavily pushing mini packs. I mean, I, I think I think we can use what we've seen. The Bombers only had 22,000 for their second but, game. But their first game, they almost had Yeah, 30, almost 30, 000, but yeah. they didn't sell it out. And that was outdoors. Indoors, I mean, yes, the, there's still the mask mandate, uh, and you have to be fully vaxxed, but I don't know. It's, so you got to wear a mask in your seat? I believe you do, other rink. than when you're drinking or eating, yes. So there's an easy solution to that, eh? What's that? Just eat and drink all the all time. All the time, yeah. <laughs> Just never stop stuffing so your I, face. If and when I fly again, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm right. going to take the biggest bag of nuts and then a really big bottle of water. Right. Okay, and I'm just going to eat nuts the entire flight. So my daughter went to a movie a week ago with a friend, and the theater was pretty much empty anyways, but same thing. You have to wear a mask in at the time. I th believe this theater said you had to wear a mask unless you're eating. So she said we got popcorn. Yeah, there we should just be a ban of, I almost, I almost really swore there. I almost <laughs> said the F word there, folks. This is how adamant I'm about it. I just can't stand the chewing of people in theaters. Oh. 
oh my god yeah, like seriously like can you close your mouth when you're eating the popcorn and it's like, it's a loud food to eat is. for sure like, very oh, loud like food. Uh, it's like and there's somebody right behind you right you know what i mean yeah you're trying to watch the movie and all your ears yeah like dude come on it's even better when you get the the double double combo of the chomper behind you who's also kicking your seat. I've had yeah. that happen, and then you're you're practically homicidal well, yeah, at that like, point. Why are you kicking my seat? Like I've looked behind the people and go, why are you kicking my seat? Like you, I'm not kicking the person in front of me, and I'm tall. And even better when there's row upon row of empty seats uh. and they sit right behind you. Yeah, we uh, we've t- touched a nerve here, Steve. Uh, clearly, I love the theater. I love going to the movies. It's the for me. I've always felt that going to the movie theater is the best bang for your entertainment mm-hmm. dollar. For ten bucks, yeah, you get to go and watch something. They're a little more took... expensive than ten bucks these days, but are they? Well, it depends what theater you go to. You can go to like the, the sort of no, cheaper no, like theater. Grand Park. Oh, so yeah, maybe it's ten ninety nine. Yeah, it... maybe we go see a lot of three D movies. I want to say I wanted to say it's closer to fifteen bucks. Okay, now. so if it's fifteen bucks yeah. now, okay, still pretty good bang for your buck. For sure. What can you do for the $15? food though? Not good bang for your buck. No, I there. never eat food. You you'll pay twice the price. For a bag of popcorn that probably costs yeah, thirty-seven cents to make, I'm not doing that. And a thing of watered-down pop that is eight cents I'm in not doing that. in syrup. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, sneak your own ne- snacks in. Needless, is my advice. Needless to say, I'm not going to the movies no. on my vacation. So I'm going up to do some biking and then just going to relax and chill out, get ready for a, a, a good hockey season. Yeah. I think it's been. You know, I think. I think the the Jets are on paper, anyways. Yes. Uh, they look like a really solid team this year, Mike. And so should be a fun year. Yeah, yeah. Should be interesting starting to watch. it all out in in Anaheim. And uh, if they're terrible, we can say lousy things about them. We can, yes. Yeah. So speaking of relaxing, it's been a relaxing episode here as we sit at Pine Ridge Golf Course outside the uh, Ice House and the what do they call this again? The uh, no idea. The chapel, the 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 whatever garden where people get married, uh, and it was nice to do this kind of out of out of thirteen fifty five mountain and take it on the road. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself tomorrow, Steve. I need a, another golf tournament to play in. Yeah, exactly. All right, folks, uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your uh, summer. Yeah, uh, it'll be probably fall just as we come back, Mike. So, anyways, take care. Thanks for listening. See you in September. Yeah. Bye bye.